Welcome to Proof is in the Podcast. It's Phil and Fred here bringing you a weekly dose of football gossip. On this podcast we'll be discussing all the finals from the Champions League, Europa and the playoffs and also the FA Cup coming on this Saturday. We'll be giving uh, last night's game a bit of a recap as well at Ellen Road between Derby and Leeds. The recent managerial changes, we'll be discussing the sacking of Chris Hewton at Brighton and the appointment of Mark Warburton at QPR. And we'll recap on the whole season as well. Uh, it's been a magnificent season and it's been tight between Liverpool and Man City. We look forward to digesting this one. So, Fred, we're going to jump straight in with the finals coming up over the next few weeks. We've got four we're going to talk about today. We've got the FA Cup between Watford and City this Saturday, which should be, hopefully... Well, not hopefully, I'm impartial. But another trophy for Manchester City. We've got the playoffs, which we decided who was in the final last night when Derby beat Leeds at Ellen Road, which will be unravelling later as well, against Aston Villa. It's Lampard versus Terry. We've got the Europa final in Baku with uh, all them tickets for the Gunners and Chelsea. I'm sure there'll be loads of them there. <coughs> And uh, the Champions League final between Liverpool and Spurs. All English final. Let's get stuck in. Start with the FA Cup on Saturday. Watford and City. Surely we're thinking City win. Another trophy in the cabinet for City. Yeah, I I agree with that. Uh, Probably be not comfortable, but I can't see any other outcome apart from City beating Watford. But uh, Watford have been planning for the FA Cup final um, with a few weeks left to go in the Premier League. They've sort of had a few bad results. The one against West Ham at the last day of the season. Uh, so they'll be bang up for it. And you can never count Watford out. Obviously, with players, they've got like Gerard Delefeu, Pereira. Uh, they've got a lot, a lot of good players. But I think City will be too strong. And if there's one team that you won't play in, a final after winning the league and probably going out and having a it's good a f- week. Fully fit Manchester City. So they'll be up for it and they'll, I can't see any other 14 other games result. unbeaten for Man City. Yeah, it's a, I can't see them coming undone against Watford at Wembley. It's a, it's one of them where if if you want any team playing in a final it'd be Pep Guardiola with this side. Um, surely they'll be winning many trophies in the next couple of years. I feel like they'll add the FA Cup to this season's impressive Premier League run. I think Watford have had a terrific season, though. I think, uh, I suppose it can go either way, because I always had a element of surprise when Man City and Wigan, when Ben Watson scored in the last minute, I believe. And uh, yeah, that was a, a crazy one. But Watford getting into Europe as well next season, would they, would they want that? Would that be too many games for them? What do you think on that? Because obviously if they win, they get the Europa place. I think for for Watford, they don't have much that they can play for in a, in a, in the actual season. So I think they've got to go after every trophy that they can because, as a Watford fan, you're gonna want your the team to go on a few good cup runs. And having Grazia has been on this season has been a successful season for Watford, uh, seventh in the table, with obviously the FA Cup final. If they win that, then they are in Europe, but. It'll be it'll be an impressive, impressive one of Watford's biggest wins if they can 
if they can overcome City in that final. Yeah, I mean, uh, City, fully fit, like I said, unbeaten in 14. I think there's a just a big presence there. I think any game, really, they should be walking to and winning any game in Europe. Obviously, I know they're not in the final. They lost out to Tottenham with that dubious decision. But I feel Man City at the moment are the power in Europe. And next season, maybe a look at the, getting even getting the quadruple. Obviously, I know it's two seasons they've been looking at it in. They've not succeeded, but I don't think it's way out of the depth, to be fair. Yeah, I think Man City, for them, I think for Watford to win, Man City would need to be off a little bit, and Watford would have to play some of their best football. But in, in a one-off game, in a cup, anything can happen, and if you ask Watford fans, they'd probably say that they have got a chance to, to maybe lift the FA so, Cup. I mean, Watford have had a, a great season. How do you think they're fared if they'd have kept hold of Rickarlison? In game um, yeah, it depends. It's a bit of a tricky one with him because I think he'd be one of them players where he, he wanted to sort of move with Marco Silva, so would he have given 100% yeah. for another manager? He might have, a bit like Marco Arnautovic at West Ham, sort of, he plays his best when things are going well for him rather than the team. So I think up front with Dini and Gray, uh, they've been they've been strong this season. Um Javi Grazzi's got them playing some good football and obviously he's got the rewards this season with taking them to an FA Cup final and a, and a good place finish in the Premier League. And also, I'd like to give uh, a mention out to Ben Foster as well, who was in the network for us. It was a terrific season. Made a bit of a howler against Arsenal a couple of weeks ago, but he still had a fantastic game. I think he could be a key man in that game as well. Yeah, uh, Ben Foster's probably had the best, career, the best season in his career so far. Uh, I think if I'm right, he won the player of the season at Watford this season. Might not be right, but I think he was up there. Uh, but yeah, he, he has kept him in a lot of games because when you're a team that's sort of outside top six, your defence is going to play a massive part in getting your results. Yeah. And he's pulled off some, some big, big like saves this season. Uh, and then obviously you've got the other side of that, which is the attacking players. And Delafeu, next season, I feel that he will be, if he's still at Watford, I think he'll He'll be like impressive, uh, and then you've got Pereira as well. That I really like and think Duncore as well. Yeah, Duncore if he's still at Watford, solid unit. He could play for a top six team, hundred percent. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, same with like Capu when he was at um, Tottenham. I feel he could probably do it again. Pereira. I think he's. I think Capu has got better since he's left Arsenal. Uh, Tottenham. Yeah, he's um, he's sort of been one of them players that sort of went missing for a couple of seasons, but. Again, shows that some players aren't right fit for some clubs, but I think they've got a lot of talent in that team that they, that could be playing higher than they are. So, if I were to get you to give me a, a full-time score or how the game's going to be won, how are you calling this one? I'll say Manchester City to win. Um, I don't think it'll be easy, but I think it'll be by the odd goals. So I, I think potentially 3-1. Uh, if... If Watford are to win the game, I think they need to score first. Can't see them winning and the game if Man City start. Prevent Man City scoring early as well. Yeah, because Man City could run away with it. Yeah, uh, if they score first. Right. Uh, so three one. I'm gonna put it out there and go three nil. Man City. I think. I think they will get that early goal, and I think they'll kick on, and I think they'll just dominate the game. But like I said, it's a one-off game. Watford cup team potentially could possibly do this anyway 
we move on. Playoffs. Last night's drama at Ellen Road. Leeds 1-0 up after the first leg. Get an early goal at Ellen Road. Surely it's plain sailing for Leeds from there. Well, uh, <laughs> what happened at Ellen Road last night is shocking, really. Um, didn't expect Derby to, to turn it around. I felt like I felt like even if Derby would have won the first leg by a goal, I still felt Leeds would have won at Ellen Road and gone on to win the tie. But it just shows that playoffs, are, that's why we love the championship. We love the playoffs. There's no better league than the championship for drama. And then it was just one of them games where Frank Lampard played obviously the different system where he played a diamond in midfield where he played a bit sneaky out wasn't it? Harry Wilson in behind yeah, instead of out wide and he played a holding midfielder in Johnson and then the two central midfielders which in the first 20 minutes Derby looked like they were a strong strong team but then when Leeds obviously got a grip in the game and went 1-0 up I felt that the tie were done I thought Leeds would be going to Wembley but we all know what Leeds are like and um, they've, they've not been known to win big games when it matters unfortunately I think they've had a good season and slipped away I think yeah, their players this I th- I season think have. They almost felt like they were they'd done it, and they were already up. I think they've. Yeah. Um, I think they've banked on themselves too much and not carried on and kept up the momentum. I mean, they have been a terrific side. Um, scored yeah. plenty of goals. Start of the season, were on fire. I mean, they were putting fours and threes past everyone. But I think end of the season, it's just gone downhill, downhill, and downhill. Um, Derby, I don't think particularly, have had a good season. I think they've just had a really good run at the end yeah. of the season. Um, don't feel they've done enough for myself to get in the playoffs, but this player last night was absolutely fantastic. I think the keeper for Leeds played a part in the comeback. I think yeah. he were. I think he's played a big part in why they haven't gone up as well. I can't believe he played for Real Madrid, to be honest. No, I oops. You've got Peacock, Farrell on bench, who started off the season absolutely fantastic. Why did they need to bring anyone else in? I know Blackman obviously had a bad injury, but I don't know. I think <coughs> they could look for a cheaper alternative, I think, and not paid his wages, because I, I, I bet he's on quite a bit of money. I just feel like Leeds are sort of that... This season, they, um, because when they brought Marcelo Bielsa in, they felt that it was sort of guaranteed to them to go up. And they were sort of, yeah. they've gone into the season with a wrong mindset, and especially for championship where no team is guaranteed anything. Like you go up if you're the best team in that league, and I felt that Leeds, when when asked big questions, they uh, they just failed to deliver. They've got big players in that team that seem to go missing in big games. You got Liam Cooper, who he had a massive, a massively poor game last night. Uh, helped Derby get back into the game along with Kiko Casilla. Yeah, Berardi at back as well. I think Berardi were poor. Yeah, Punter Jansen were out last night. I think I looked at ratings after the game. I think um, Berardi got a three along with the keeper who also got a three. I don't think I've ever yeah, seen a three four. before given for a match rating. I feel like Leeds have, in every big game that they've gone into in the promotion running, they've been found wanting at the back and they never seem to be able to see out big games, which is... <clears throat> it must be a, a massive disappointment for the fans because obviously they're seen as a big club by everyone outside of the championship 
But like we always say, like you weren't the right to play in the Premier League. No one's guaranteed it. And no, they look at Norwich and Sheffield United on the budget they've got. Short, so. It's uh, Norwich and Sheffield United. <coughs> they've, they've they've played for their place in the Premier League, and they don't. It's not budget as such. It's, you can see it's by the passion and the badge that's on your chest that's got these two teams up. No disrespect from Derby though. Last night I think they were fantastic. Tactical substitution before half time from Lampard. Masterclass. I think it took him about thirteen seconds to score. Yeah, bringing on Jack Marriott. It was a again. It Frank Lampard did something last night where I felt like he just sort of said like, "Let's go for it. Let's try something different." And obviously, it paid off because in the first twenty minutes they were the better team uh, until obviously the they let Leeds back into it. They just sort of had that 20 minute spell and then just sort of sat back and took some pressure and it sort of got Leeds going ended up scoring through um, through Stuart Dallas and then um, yeah after half time brought on Jack Marriott obviously got lucky with the first goal but then Derby just looked like they wanted it more they felt that they could go and do it and then obviously Mason Mount had a Terrific best game. game in a Derby shirt I think personally he was the man of the match yeah I think stepped up to a 20 year old game. as well so yeah, cracking goal as well to yeah. lift it over the keeper when going down. He's had an unbelievable season along with Harry Wilson, two like young Premier League loanies yeah. that again young players, but they're they're the ones that stepped up in that when it mattered. So well, fantastic. So it's uh, Derby and Villa in the final. Villa beating West Brom. How do you think this final is going to pan out? I feel that I feel like it could go one of. Either two ways, where Villa will, they are. I think Villa are the better team, and it, it could just be too much for Derby, or Derby could be that buzzing from coming through this semi-final tie that they they've got that much momentum that they actually just get to Wembley and just sort of go for it, play like they did against Leeds last night, and just just sort of enjoy it. I feel like Villa will will be the ones that win uh, in the final. But I think it'll be be a very good game. I think, by rights, the players that Villa have got should have been challenging more towards the top two, more so than Norwich, Sheffield United and Leeds, who have been battling all throughout the end of the season. I think Villa should have been amongst, if not above, all these teams. Because all obviously on a bit of a shoestring budget. I think Leeds have probably spent a little bit more than both the other two clubs. But what's been displayed in the championship this season between them three clubs going down to the last day for the championship and two, three games before the end of the season just for second place as well has been a terrific season I think Yeah, I agree with Villa like Villa in terms of wages and who they've signed I feel like the same with Stoke as well Villa and Stoke should have probably been the two teams that were challenging along with West Brom for automatic promotion but yeah like I said, it championships, one league where it doesn't work like that at all. You, you Just because you spend loads of money, like Stoke have spent that much money, but they're carrying passengers in that team. They've There's, there's players in that team that they need to probably have a look at. They might be in the championship lower down next season at a different club than Stoke. Same with Villa. They've got some cracking players, but did not be, they started the season off poorly under Steve Bruce. Uh Obviously, Steve Bruce leaving to Sheffield Wednesday, and then when they brought Dean Smith in, he sort of he had a bit of a, a shaky, slow start. Then they drew, they got back into that game at Villa Park against Sheffield United, and that's when it all sort of turned Clicked. around for Villa, and they went on the 
10 wins um, drawing on the final day of the season against uh, the, well, the second final day against Leeds a dramatic game that was yeah a, the dramatic game I don't think road. that game helped Leeds I think that the whole incident has kind of knocked him a little bit more and he's kind of it seems like they had a, a point to prove after yeah. that and they couldn't quite fulfil it I felt like um, with Aston Villa they, they sort of they do rely a bit on momentum and the fact if Grealish is playing well then they play well uh, I think I saw a start saying that without Jack Grealish got an 18% win ratio it's poor. and with him they've got a I think it was pushing 60% win ratio so He's one of the players where you either like him or you hate him, but he yeah, is quality, quality. quality. He's, a, he's a higher than a championship player and he'll probably be playing Premier League football next season. Do you think if Villa go up, he will stay with Villa? Or do you reckon he's still bigger and better pushing maybe team in the top six? I feel that he could get in a, in, a, in a bigger team in terms of where they are in the Premier League. I don't mean bigger in terms of club because Aston Villa are a massive club. But I mean in terms of, obviously because Tottenham were after him in the summer, that if they go back in for him again, which could be likely, if he wants to sort of play for England, I feel like he probably has to look at moving uh, to maybe sort of Spurs, Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if if he's a quality player and he should be playing higher up than where he is. I know you said that obviously Tottenham were after him pre-season. Do you think this season, in a fit into that Tottenham side that have got into the Champions League, do you think he'd have still had that same impetus to get to the Champions League final if Grealish had been in that side? Because I think it'd have probably been in over Lucas, I believe. Yeah, I don't think he would have been starting regular in terms of every week in week out. So you think this season could have been a bonus for him to be fair to get? I feel like he's a bit more in the eye now. Yeah, he's improved. Like it's improved his career staying at Aston Villa this season because he's got X amount of games under his belt. He's played a lot of football this season, uh, and like you're saying at Spurs, I felt they would have been sat on the bench for a lot of the season, but. One good thing that he'd, that would have offered Spurs is something a bit different. I feel like yeah. he's, a, he's a bit like Deli Alley in the terms of he'll be floating about uh, in between defenders and midfielders. Or maybe in a Gareth Bale. He'd, I mean, obviously, different yeah. scale, but he'd, he'd run at you and he's not afraid to And he's sort of a player yet. that Spurs don't have in terms of... They've got Ericsson, who's a bit more of a Could sort of a, a sprayer of the ball. He finds a good pass, but he hasn't got that drive on him. Son's different in terms of he's a quick winger yeah. up front. They don't have someone that is willing to run at you apart from sort of Ali and Sissoko. Lamella usually has a quick when he comes on, but he doesn't. Yeah, he would have provided them an extra uh, an extra player in the Champions League, so they could have rest they could have rest other players. So he is he would have been a very good squad player uh, for sure. And uh, so going into the the Wembley, the final outcome of this one. For me, just it'd just be Aston Villa by probably a goal or two. Uh, I feel like Frank Lampard's done a he's done a good job at Derby with the team. He's had to bring in a lot of like young loan players, but that's what you want to do in the Championship. You want to bring players in, and yeah, I feel like he's done a good job. But I think Aston Villa will just get over the line. I think personally, I think it'll be tight all the way through. In potential penalties on the cards, I think both teams will get a goal. Um. I think Villa will be the pressing side and I'm going to say 1-1 one, one and go to penalties and from there your guess is as good as mine <laughs> so we shall see next up Baku 6,000 fans of each side in the Europa final it's Chelsea versus Arsenal three planes 
flying out on the day from London to Baku, all sold out already. 6,000 tickets. How do you distribute these tickets? How do you decide who gets to go and who doesn't? It's uh, I think classic. Arsenal, 45,000 season ticket holders. Yeah, 45,000 and there's only 6,000 going to be there. How do you decide who gets the tickets or can you? I just don't think you can. I think it's just one of them, one of them things that typical UEFA putting uh, fans who spend a lot of lot of money, putting them in the toughest situation you could you could pick. Personally, I don't believe it's relevant to put it in somewhere to build the the brand, the city. If you want to build the city, keep that and football separate because. Or pe- make it adequate for fans yeah, to travel it's, there. It's not like you've put it in a place where, okay, it's easy to get to, but it's not a massive footballing city. It's the fact that it's both. It's not a big footballing country, and it's imp- neon impossible to get there without breaking your back to get there. And 6,000 apiece for teams in the Europa League, when the, the average of the Europa League team is probably above 30,000, maybe even 40,000, it's silly by UEFA. I've heard you get a train there. Imagine a travelling session where match three days. I think they're all that same minibus. <laughs> Sorry, three days all sat with each other, sleeping with a can in your hand. <clears throat> yeah, it's um, it's tough for both teams. And I was also saw on um, Sunday Supplement that uh, on Sunday Supplement, Martin Samuel was saying that sort of you've got to, you don't need to decide where the final is going to be until the quarterfinals where like you know who's going to yeah. be in it you can but you can pick you can find an average of an area between Baku is it close to anywhere that is going to be no, in and around no, the quarterfinals if you if if we look to the quarterfinals and then you were to decide on a, a suitable country it could be in you'd be looking at sort of France or Germany uh, where they've got there's hundreds of stadiums between France and Germany you've also got big arenas like You've also got the Berlin Arena. You've got Bayern State, the Allianz. Yeah, Ajax. You've got the Olympic Stadium in France. Tottenham yeah. Stadium. You could have put it in a lot, but again, it's UEFA. And could they not put both games in the same stadium, Champions League and Europa? Maybe yeah, both definitely in Madrid. Could have done that. But it's um, it's classic UEFA and their um, inability to to make strong business footballing decisions. And uh, problem with some of the supporters getting over as well. Um, with the fans from Mkhitaryan yeah Mkhitaryan because he's Armenian yeah so, so and apparently there's quite a, a few in the population of the Arsenal um, season ticket holders that are Armenian English which have been denied access and obviously Mkhitaryan being a big big one for them getting over yeah surely this shouldn't be a problem if you're trying to promote football in your city surely You've got to you've got to look past these things. I think that's probably a bigger um, problem than the actual the fans getting there is that the people that are playing the competition, the footballers, that some of them can't get to participate in in all of it. So obviously, like, with Henrik Mkhitaryan not being potentially not being able to get to the final, it sort of puts a stain on the competition in terms of inclusivity. Like the prom- the promoting a tournament where all all participants can't even make it due to... Well, what if they have a World Cup? Yeah, due and to... Armenia qualified for World Cup. Yeah, it's, it's one of them where UEFA don't... 
they don't make decisions that are what you would say smart they just make it based on how much money it's going to make them yeah or maybe how much money they've been given been <laughs> given but I've seen a interesting statement on the Arsenal website as well today which says moving forward we would urge UEFA to ensure that supporters support logistics and requirements are a key part of any future decisions for final venues as what <coughs> as what has happened this season is unacceptable and cannot be repeated we would be happy to join any future discussions to avoid this situation happening again which I think is spot on yeah it's right from Arsenal it's how can fans expect to follow the team if you're not being allowed to follow your team it's right it's right what they say but um Shuefer and they don't they've never really listened to anyone in the past so will it change I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't really don't think anyone that's not in UEFA actually respects anything they say or do no they've just they've they've made a run from their own back so let them and Chelsea going into this game as well they're under the same situation but how do you think they're faring this season especially under Sarri yeah, I think it's been a successful season in terms of what they were probably set out at the start of the season. Probably a top four finish and to get to the Europa League final. Which maybe win it. Maybe win it. I think it's more important for Sarri to win it than it is for Chelsea. I feel like I feel like Chelsea may look at a new manager even if he wins it. I feel like the way the season sort of panned out with the fans, Sarri's never really got on board with them. They've never... Can't speak. They've never really bought into what Sarri's trying to do, which for the first sort of ten games after he brought Jorginho in, everyone was looking at him like, "What is he? What is he thinking?" Took a while to his legs today, <coughs> and just playing players out of position that are Chelsea's best players. So Hazard out of position up front, and maybe not there. Next and can say that was playing sort of um, on the right side of midfield, which is not his best position. It's not where he's become the best player in the world in that centre defensive midfield. No, but yeah, I still think for Chelsea overall, it's been relatively um, successful. But looking at it, say, just for instance, Liverpool don't win the Champions League final, and Chelsea beat Arsenal and win the Europa final. So Liverpool have had a fantastic season, not won anything. Chelsea would have done the same, come in the top four and won a trophy. And Liverpool have had a fantastic season. And Chelsea could still potentially come out with more. So could Arsenal. Arsenal not getting fourth. Really, really need to win the Europa League, I feel. Because I think there'll be a lot of scrutiny on them to get into I the Champions all, League. I um, think all managerial jobs are sort of different in terms of what they're expecting at the start of the season. So for Liverpool, I don't think it was about... It will have been about winning. I don't think they'd have been dreaming of but being anywhere near Man City. I feel like because of what happened last season with Man City being 19 points in front, that it could... this The owners will have said at the start of the season to probably Jurgen Klopp is that make more of a title challenge, make a deep run into the Champions League, which they've done. But more importantly for Liverpool, it's about growing on this uh, run that they're going on under Klopp. He's building something that probably will go on for the next five six years so but for Chelsea we all know it's about here and now and yeah. they don't really keep managers even when they win stuff so as we've seen with Conte Mourinho I think Unai Emre I think given that he's been given his season and I think next season 
think he's getting his bearings, and I, I think he'll be a terrific manager. I think he'll be another long-term manager, and I think he'll, when he brings in the players that he wants, I think he could be potentially one of the best managers in the division. Yeah, he's had him. He's had a very good season again. They've sort of had similar seasons, Arsenal and Chelsea, in terms of both. They're both scrapping for that top four spot, both going for Europa League and probably prioritising that at some stage. But Unai Emery's, I feel like he's proved it more than Sarri in terms of what he's won. He won the Europa League with Sevilla. He did well at PSG. And with I feel like with Unai Emery, he knows more what he's looking for in terms of building Arsenal he's building a, a team there that are going to start challenging for stuff again whereas I feel at Chelsea it's always like one season at a time where it's sort of based on all, how well can you do this season not about building they've never really been a club that buys into a long term plan so yeah season by season kind yeah. of so we're back into Baku your prediction on this one how do you think the game's going to pan out Um. I think this is I the toughest one to call. Will just come out on top. I feel like Arsenal at the minute. I don't trust them against anyone with their defensive uh, players, and especially against Chelsea that have actually got quality that could expose them. I feel like Chelsea will just just shade it. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's probably hardest result to call out of all the finals. I feel that Chelsea's defenders will struggle against Arsenal's attack and I think they'll come unstuck and I think Arsenal will win this one and I think they'll win it quite comfortably to yeah, be honest it's, um, it's a bit of a brass choice but yeah. yeah next up is um, another big final slightly bigger <laughs> only slightly in a much easier place to get I think still. if you're a Tottenham fan uh, the Europa League looks like uh, maybe a, a bottle of milk Liverpool and Tottenham fans don't need to worry about how you get into to your destination. But one flight out of London. Yeah, still limited tickets though. Yeah, it is. Is it fifteen thousand each? Yeah, which is again poor for teams that average one average forty five thousand and one averages. Well, new stadium. Well, new stadium. We'll averaging sixty thousand. So yeah, Liverpool will will be getting it's 60, tough, but it's at least it's more of the fans will be able to see it. Largely. Yeah, definitely. But like I said again, it's only half. Half the ticket allocation, yeah. which is still a bit strange to me. What makes football is the fans, yeah. and like 100%. when you like talk about the playoffs, it's a it's basically a fifty fifty split. Each side's got forty three thousand, yeah, which is basically should be the same everywhere. Again, travelling might be a bit of an issue if they are getting more tickets, but they need to accommodate this thing. It's football's massive, <coughs> and they need to accommodate it. I feel. Uh, it's going to be tricky both semi-finals against tough teams we'll go over the Liverpool Barcelona one first 3-0 down first leg did you give Liverpool any chance at Anfield to pull it back? no I didn't I, didn't. I thought um, I thought they'd win the game but I didn't think they'd win it the tie I thought they'd sort of win it maybe 1-0 2-1 Barca getting away goal uh, yeah and Barca just I don't I, didn't, I felt that at 4-0 or 3-0 sorry it was it was done uh, but yeah um, credit to Liverpool Dug that started the whole week of surprises and mad footballing results which is still rolled on until last night which yeah it's carried on until last night obviously Ellen Road but yeah you've got to give credit to Liverpool thoroughly deserved um, Barcelona didn't 
have a clue what to do with them that night. They were Liverpool were solid in terms of they were running for for miles. They were they were incredible on the ball and deserved winners in terms of what they were doing. Wijnaldum had probably the best game. Well, he's had the best season of his life to be fair. And uh, obviously Rigi with his couple of goals. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold, but a few peaky games for him. But that that corner, that corner routine. Well, not a routine. I think it's uh, the vision to yeah, see it was, that. It was, uh, it was a bit naughty that way, not it? Yeah, and it, bold and brass to do something like that. I feel because it could have referee probably could have blown it back and been a I bit. Don't, I don't think Barcelona bigger. used to playing enough big games where I've teams f- coming at them. Yeah, I feel I feel like in in the La Liga. You sort of, when you're three 0 up, you go on and win that game six or seven nil. Oh, they'll play football. They just play football but all day. With when you're coming in a Champions League semi final against a team that are relentless. At Anfield, lost Under, one. Yeah. In the Premier League in Anfield, season, which is probably one of the toughest grounds to go to. The second leg. ground, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just, they just sort of Rampant. didn't know what to do. So credit to Liverpool. And did it without Salah as well. <laughs> yeah, I felt like. I felt like it helped me in a way because it was more like backed up wall. Like, yeah. I've got nothing to lose. Whereas Not if Salah it played, through, it was like there'd be more expectation. Whereas, cause him and Firmino were both out, I felt like it was a free hit, and they made the most of it with giving Origi a chance, giving yeah. Shakiri a chance. Uh, and yeah, I felt like Liverpool played a lot better with with them out of the side. That was a fantastic game, and then we rolled down onto the next day. Tottenham against Ajax, one 0 down, trailed at home. Not at the best start at home, Tottenham at the new home, but one 0 down to Ajax going to Amsterdam. And again, another early goal from Ajax. And then a second goal for Ajax for half time. Surely again, this game's done and dusted. Again, yeah, it's another. It's sort of similar to um, Liverpool Barcelona in terms of them being three 0 down, uh, but. Spurs were us bringing Lorente on changed the game. Uh, it provided them with a with a long ball upfield, because in the first half they were sort of when they went two 0 down they were they were putting it forward. But with Lucas up front, he's not going to win. No presence. He's not going to win headers and knock-ons. Whereas Lorente, when he come up, he won everything. I don't believe he lost one aerial duel. I think he won everything. <laughs> changed that game, and then obviously Lucas with his hat trick. Um, but yeah, that was a mad result to say that they scored the winner well, to take them through in the last second of the game, which, again, that was a crazy two days of football, so again, deserved as well to Spurs. So. Yeah, definitely. Final of the Champions League, swinging which way? I'm going to say Liverpool because I feel it's written for them to win it. Yeah. After just losing out in the Premier League, I think it's written for Liverpool to win it. I agree with that. I think 97 points in the Premier League, I think they've been very unlucky. I think they deserve to win something this season. Yeah, definitely. Don't get me wrong, I don't think Tottenham uh, deserve to win something too, but they've not had a season like Liverpool have had. Any other season, Liverpool would have won the league. I'd like to see Spurs win it for Pochettino, but then I feel like it's Liverpool's to win. But again, you'd like to see Liverpool win it for Klopp. Yeah, I feel like it's Liverpool's to sort of go on and win after missing out on the Premier League. What we're thinking on (coughs) score for this one. How's it going to end up? I think it will end 2-1 to Liverpool. I'm a, I think I'll go one nil Liverpool on this one. And I think it'll be that man Salah that gets the goal, to be honest. I'll put a bit of money on that one. Let's see how that happens. So, so, Chris Hewton at Brighton 
has he done a good job? Um, yeah, he's done a, he's done. I think as Brighton stayed up to me. He's I done think, a fantastic job. I feel job. he's done the most he could get out of that team in terms of even the club in terms of budget in terms of where they expect to be. Like he's brought them from close enough bottom elite of the championship to to become a constant Premier League team for the last three years. And they've kept they've kept that going. And yeah, it's it's only been sort of the last thirteen, fourteen games of this season where they've sort of looked they've looked a bit lacking in quality. But every team that comes up in the to the Premier League goes through that at some point and I feel they were a bit quick to fire the trigger, if you know what I mean. They're a bit quick to I feel like they should have given them at least Another season, even if he went down with him, it someone could have re- re- rebuilt from the championship. Top quality manager. Then yeah, he'll find another job, sort of low Premier League. That's one that he got. Is he got West Brom? He might even end up at West Brom. I've, I've not seen that. Is that, is that being sort of floating out? I think so. Not hundred percent. I won't quote me on it, but I'm sure he's that's been. A, that'd be a very good appointment for. He's been linked Brom. if not gone to West Brom. That'd be a very good appointment for West Brom if that happens because he's one of the managers that will. Give him, I'd probably say two years and he will take you up to the Premier League. Yeah, but both definitely agree that he should not have been sacked from Brighton. No, I don't uh, believe he should. What are they basing the sacking on? A 4-1 defeat to Man City to win the title? It's it's one of them where, like, the sort of the last, like I said, the last, like, probably third of the season, they've looked a bit, a bit, a bit soft, a bit easy to beat, but they didn't go down, which is Brighton's priority would have been to stay up. Oh, yeah. There's a lot better teams than Brighton in the Premier League, so where can you expect them to be? But I feel in terms of moving forward, I don't think Chris Hewitt could have took them any further if that's what the plans are. But, again, it could buy them. They could end up going spending millions and end up buying the wrong players and coming straight down. So Which I don't think Hewitt would have done that. No, so it's one of them where I think it's more it is a risk, but if Brighton are looking to move forward and and to progress then I feel like it probably was the right decision. So have we got any any feelings on the next potential Brighton manager? Um I think it will be Potter, won't it? Graham Potter at Swansea. But again, he's not he's only been in England for a season so I know he did a very good job over in Norway, but again, I would like to see Lampard. Just having a look at odds here. Graham Potter, his favourite. Yeah. Phil Neville coming up second favourite at two to one. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Bit I'd, left field. Yeah, I don't think I'd I'd go for that one. Lampard's in there at six to one, which I don't think will be a bad shout. NBA. I'd like to see Lampard if he, uh, what happens after the playoff final. But again, Bielsa. <laughs> Be else would be a good sixteen to one because I feel like he might depart Leeds after after that end of the season. But so I hope they get it sorted out and I hope they find someone just as good as Hilton because I think they've lost out there. Yeah, I think it's going to be a risk, but again, I, I feel like if they're going to move forward, then probably the right time to look at a, a different manager. Yeah. So one's in QPR. I've got one in Mark Warburton. Mark Warburton. Not a bad. Not a bad manager to have. Very steady pair of hands in the championship. QPR's expectation this season. Do you um, reckon? Or do you reckon they just clearly just not being good enough? 
Do you mean the season that's just gone? Yeah. It felt like it would have been a disappointing season after sort of what what they did midway through the season where they went on that massive run of games where they actually picked up a lot of points and were looking at playoffs. But in terms of QPR before the season, I feel like they would have just wanted to be sort of mid to uh, top end of the championship in terms of like maybe 12th, 11th, pushing into the getting into the top half. And the next season, again, probably the same, while Warburton gets his sort of feet through the door and gets some signs in that he wants. And then I feel like QPR's ambition will have to be pushing for playoffs because I feel like they are a team that should be sort of at least challenging for the playoffs most seasons. I mean, not a few seasons ago, they took quite a bit of money here, didn't they? I yeah, mean... they were sort of... When they came down from the Premier League, they sort of had to get rid of a lot of players due to the FFP. They spent a lot... But, again, they're one of them teams that, a bit like Stoke and Aston Villa, where they should be, every season, they should be challenging. I know Stoke only had one season in the Championship, but they, they won't want that to go on much longer in terms, because the Championship's a league where you can get stuck in for years and you don't even realise. Yeah, definitely. And it's it becomes sort of a where you're buying players, selling players, buying players, and you never get anywhere. That's why I feel like QPR don't. They, they won't want that, so they'll want to start challenging again to, to get back in the Premier League. So, QPR, realistic the next season, where where could they finish? I feel like they might be one of the dark horses next season, along with Brentford, in terms of... I was thinking playoffs, just outside. Probably gone a good playoff run. I don't know if they'll make it in there, because again, the Championship, there's always like three or four teams on the final day that could sort of creep in. But they'll be floating around playoffs. But they'll be, yeah, they'll be sort of in and around it. Along with you know, Brentford, I feel they'll be around there. Uh, Forest, I think they'll be around there. I think there'll be a few clubs. They always is in the championship. They always get the likes of Preston that are sort of always floating around. Yeah, Preston had a shocking start to the season. Yeah, they, they come Preston out were bottom at Christmas, I believe, and then in the new year, um, yeah, close to Bristol, kicked on. And then um, they went on a, and again. Preston, are one of them teams where like they're a bit like Bristol, where they they, they play on momentum. Like they'll go on, like they'll win three games, lose three games, win three. They never get an actual build of. Yeah, get, yeah, where they just they're not content, they're not um, consistent enough. Yeah. So, be rude not to finish this podcast without talking about the Premier League and the champions. Man City followed up closely, one point behind on ninety-seven points by <laughs> Liverpool. Uh, a good season for the for English football in terms of showing that losing one game all season doesn't guarantee that you can win the Premier League, but. I feel like Liverpool, I've said this uh, other day, but I think Liverpool will win it next season. I feel like they'll go on and just improve massively and I think they'll win it next season. For It'd be a bit... We've never seen a team win it three seasons on the bounce for a long time, so I feel like it'll change again. Could and City do it though? I feel like if there's a team to do it, it would be City, but the Premier League always is one of them leagues again where... Throws it up. Yeah, and then... Um, this season just showed how like, mad it was with obviously you had Man U floating around six all season where they just come just come and play football for the last sort of ten games of the season and um, you obviously had the top four between Chelsea, Arsenal and Tottenham that sort of went down to a bit, fit, bit, bit fizzled off went off a bottom yeah, a bit, bit fizzled off after, a, after obviously a bit and they just they just started picking their yeah away, but um, it was a massive good, good season for the Premier League and um, I feel like next season will be even better. 
because Ben Man thought only lost one game all season and that were to Man City away. And, uh, that was the one that sort of, yeah, one loss all season. Is, uh, I, I believe they could have gone seven, seven points clear or something. Ten, it was going to be ten points. Be ten points that, but they went the four points and lost the game and that's what... Mad swing. Yeah, it's a big Crazy. swing for... That's what sort of turned the, the league, unfortunately, for Liverpool fans. So, Man City, you fans of Liverpool next season? I think Liverpool next season, obviously, you've got big congrats to the teams that are coming up and the Norwich and Sheffield United and then commiserations for the ones that have their part in the Premier League in Huddersfield, Cardiff and Fulham. Fulham have a lot of good players that could be uh, bounding about and sold. Yeah, I feel like Fulham have, a lot of, Fulham have a lot of quality. We might have seen a few of them Fulham players still in the Premier League next season. Um, I'd like to see Kearney being given them a chance in the Premier League. Yeah, I feel like there's um, probably five or six players that could that could still find a Premier League club next season. I think Huddersfield, I don't think they'll I don't think they'll worry coming back up again. I mean they've had a terrific couple of seasons in the Premier League and they've done really, really well. I just don't feel they've got the resources now to beat the teams that might be punching in the championship next season. I mean you've got Fulham coming down. You've got Leeds or Villa who's gonna go at it again. West Brom's gonna go at it again. Yeah, I feel like championship is one of it's where um it, can could be, it could stuck. be it could be anyone that that's coming up next season, but I feel like Huddersfield are in good hands because of the team. It's sort of it won't be split apart because it's a, a lot of it is ch- good championship players. Yeah. So they've got that sort of consistency of all being playing together this season. So I don't think there'll be many departures from them, so they can go again. Uh, and under Jan Siever as well, that manager, giving him a full pre-season, he might get that David Wagner effect again where he. Um, they just they're the dark horses fantastic. that come up. So, well, well, looking forward to it. It should be a good Premier League next season. Who do you fancy for Champions and Liverpool? Liverpool, uh, for me, are going to... Top four? Uh, probably Liverpool, City, Tottenham and Chelsea. And three going down, would you like to call it? Mm, I don't, I'd have to, we'll have to wait and see till after we know who comes up through the playoffs and then... Decide from there. Decide from there. Well, we've loved talking to you today. This is it from Proof Is In The Podcast. Fred and Phil both signing off. We shall hopefully we'll see you. We'll be back ya. in the next few days with another podcast um, with some more football news for you. And we shall see you when we next see you. Goodbye.